Hey everyone, Grant for the Flame Learning Channel. In part one on selectives in action, we discussed the fundamentals of image isolation and how the selectives could easily be used in a VFX scenario or a look development scenario. We also covered a basic example of creating a selective from scratch. Over the next few videos, you'll learn a lot about selective effects, combining multiple selectives and much more. But if you've never seen or used the selectives in action before, I suggest watching part one before proceeding with this video. If you would like to follow along, please click the link in the YouTube description to download the media. Alternatively, if you're watching the podcast version of this video, then type the link displayed in your favorite web browser. To get started, just connect the downloaded media into the first input of a fresh action node. Double-click the node for its controls and switch to a single result view with F4. As part of the selective's design, it's meant to be easy to use without any schematics as well as flexible when it comes to rearranging effects and selectives. So to set the context of what you're about to do, here you have a shot of a model and you're going to create a freaky sci-fi feel to the shot. This includes glowing eyes, color-corrected skin tones and you'll also increase the visual focus to her face. All with selectives. Go to frame 1 and select the image object and call up the contextual menu. Choose Add Selective. In the browser, you have a whole bunch of selective effects shaders that can be used with the selectives. Now these shaders are based on the original Matchbox shaders, but some variables have been tweaked to make it work in this workflow. If you have made any of your own Matchbox shaders, it's quite easy to convert them to selective effect shaders to use with selectives. Please consult the Flame online documentation for further information. Let's start working on the eyes, so choose the Bloom Selective Effects. The heads-up display or HUD appears and this displays the image object's processing pipeline including the selectives. In the Selective menu, the Selective Manager will also show the available selectives and you will use this in combination with the HUD to interact within the selectives workflow. Now if you were to play with the Bloom Shaders sliders, the whole image is affected. So let's isolate the effects using a mask. Select and right-click Selective 1 in the HUD. Choose Add GMask Link and choose Ellipse. The effect disappears because the selective is now waiting for a mask input. Zoom in on the eyes with Control Space and click and drag out a circle over the iris. So in the case of some selective effects, including the blooming shader, the mask is being used as the source of the effect. In other words, notice how the blooming is leaking out beyond the mask's edge and not simply being cut off. This helps with integrating the effect and it's not just cut off by the mask like you would get with a regular composite workflow. But I still feel that the source of the blooming effect needs to be softened further. 
So with the mask selected, hover over the spline, right-click and add a gradient softness point. Drag out the gradient softness to soften the mask. Now you might want to take a small amount of time to reshape the mask to match the exposed iris. Looking at the HUD, you can see that you have selective one chosen and underneath that is the mask associated with the selective. Double-clicking either item will select the mask or selective and the menus will update down below. Now you need to do another mask for the other eye. So right-click on the selective one in the HUD and add another ellipse mask to the selective. Draw the mask over the other iris. As before, you would reshape the mask as well as add a softness gradient point to taper the effect of the blooming. So these are working out pretty good so far. Next, let's track each of the masks to the length of the clip. You can do this quick and fast using the planar tracker. Select GMOSK1 in the HUD and switch to the axis tracking menu. Change the mode to planar. Snap the reference and click Analyze. This is quite an easy track, so you shouldn't need to go into the tracking tools in depth. Go back to frame 1 and select GMOSK2 in the HUD. Change its axis tracker mode to planar, snap and analyze the track. So scrubbing the time bar, the masks are locked onto the eyes and you can continue to work on the selectives. Go to frame 1. Now let's start tweaking the blooming effect. Select the selective 1 in the HUD and the menus will appear. Now by all means, you can change the bloom color in its menus. However, this is actually a good point to show you how to start combining multiple selective effect shaders in a single selective. Now you could add additional shaders to selective 1 using the contextual menu in the HUD, but I'm going to show you an even faster way using the Selective Manager. Hold the Meta or Command key and click on Selective 1. Straight away, this takes you to the file browser. Choose the Color Correct Selective Effects shader. So the Color Correction shader gets added to Selective 1. And what is extremely important to note is that the order of the tabs in the menus is actually the order of the shader processing in the pipeline. So Blooming shader first, followed by the Color Correction shader. These can be reordered, but you'll get to that in a few minutes. Switch to the Color Correction shader and drag the hues in the color wheel towards blue. You might want to play around with the gradient softness of each mask to tweak the effect to your liking. At any point, you can still go back to the selective shaders and tweak those as well. Go to the blooming shader and change the blooming color to a light shade of blue. Now if you want to hide the active selective, just toggle the H keyboard shortcut. When a selective is hidden, the icon in the HUD will be dark grey and the number in the selective manager will also be affected. Just remember that this is all selection based.
So if you select a GMOSC in the HUD, you could hide that separate from the selective. So select your selective first and then hide or reveal the result. Now let's say you wanted to experiment with the shaders to see the result the other way around. If you were doing this type of work in batch, you would be moving nodes around a bit and performing a few reconnections. With the selectives, just swipe down to display the priority editor. When any selectives are selected in action, the priority editor shows all the selectives, their processing order, as well as the processing order of all the shaders in each selective. This works from the bottom up. So the image is currently processed by selective 1 and the bloom shader is applied before the color correction shader. To reorder any shader, just select the shader you want to move and drag it up to its new location within the selective processing pipeline. The result in the viewport will update based on the order of the shaders. So this is more like dragging operations around in a layer editor instead of shuffling nodes about in a flow graph. The original order of the shaders gave a better result in my opinion, so drag the shaders back to their original order. Now here are a few extra tips regarding the Priority Editor. The Priority Editor can also be used as a fast navigational tool when you have multiple selectives and shaders. Just double-click on any shader or selective and you'll jump there straight away. In addition to reordering and navigating selectives and shaders, you can also delete shaders using the Priority Editor without visiting any schematics. Just ensure that you select the shader you want to delete and click the Delete button using the Selected Selection mode. More tips to follow in the upcoming videos. Please save up to this point by saving your batch setup and move on to the next video to continue this example. Next up, combining multiple selectives. Don't forget to also check out the other workflows, features and enhancements to the Flame 2018.3 update. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thank you for watching and please subscribe to the Flame Learning channel for future videos.